Good afternoon and welcome to our regular Friday podcast, Coffee and Conversations. Um, so in about the time it takes you to sit down and have a cup of coffee, a glass of tea with a friend, um, we like to have a conversation about things that are going on in Del Norte County and especially the schools in Del Norte that are of interest to our community and to our families. So for those of you I haven't met, I am Jeff Harris. I'm the district and county superintendent of schools. And today we're focusing on Del Norte High. Um, Del Norte High, it's a it's a point of pride in our community, but lately it's been a point of a lot of disappointment um, as we have not been able to get the school back to where we need it to be as far as in-person learning for students. So joining us on the podcast today, we have Del Norte High senior Michaela Jackson. Michaela, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, and you know, is it is it different actually seeing people in person? Yeah, a lot different. <laughs> and also, um, Del Norte High Principal Allison Eckert. Allison, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So, um, you know, Allison, we've we've talked a lot about the prep work that's gone into um, getting Del Norte High open. And I know one of the um, frustrations in our community has been, you know, why didn't we open earlier or um, what could we have done differently? And I'm just going to kind of get on my soapbox here for just a second, because according to the guidance that we had early on, we were open, we were able to bring more students back. And that all changed on January 14th um, with the new California Department of Public Health guidelines. Um, but in prepping to bring back our high school students in person, how long did it take you and your staff to to do one simple thing? And I use that word very um, uh, sarcastically because it's not simple. How long did it take you just to revise schedules to bring kids back for second semester? So that process started December 11th, mm -hmm. basically, after uh, that first board meeting looking at our, what's called our SIS, our student information systems, building master schedules, uh, making sure that our diploma counted for a California diploma with credits. That was about a six to eight week process with about six different individuals, both at the district and at the high school. Not to mention creating input from parents, students and teachers and other stakeholders about what that schedule might look like. So several at least six meetings of mm -hmm. input. So the time gone into this has been, you know, an extreme six to eight weeks. Again, wish it would have been easier. Oh yeah. But those systems that are, you know, they're uh, they're not uh, they're not obstacles necessarily, but they are considerations that right. we need to make sure our diploma is a diploma. I mean, I don't think a kid wants to graduate from Del Norte High going, I didn't have enough credits to graduate because they changed the schedule on me. So deliberate, well, deliberate decisions. And, and I'm watching Michaela nod going, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> so what, what would it have meant to you, Michaela, if we had just pulled the trigger in October or, or early November without changing schedules and said, okay, all of a sudden you're coming back and we'll figure it out later. What would that have done to your credits and to your class? Um, for my classes, it yeah. would have been stressful because... The teachers themselves were stressed about us going back. Right. So to see them stressed made me even more stressed about their ethic in the classroom and how they were going to teach. 
And, and so as a senior too, I mean, you're looking at colleges and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes, but, um, you're looking at colleges. So you're, you're really concerned about getting the credits that you need to get that diploma. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and disrupting a class nine weeks in, do you have any idea what that would have done to your credits? Uh, I feel like it would have thrown them all over the place. They, <laughs> I'd have to go into the counselor and be like, "Hey, I got to pick them back up. Where are they? Where do I? Go, where do I? What do I do with them?" And, and as strange of a question as that is for you, and you go, "I really don't know the answer to that." Neither do we. Right. <laughs> we we don't know what would have happened at that point either. So, um, so Allison, at this point, we have set some new schedules, right? We have quite quite different, and so far, um, I hear positive things. Only focusing on three classes that the amount of work, that the relationships with the teachers, um, that it's it's more focused mm-hmm. and it's not, um, this is not as overwhelming. But I've also, maybe I have selective hearing. Maybe I should ask Michaela. Um, for me personally, I think it's better to f- for me to focus on these three classes, especially since they're my academic classes. Um, but I don't know everyone else's schedule. Well, and so, you know, that that's kind of interesting, Michaela, because the, the conversation that we've had a lot in my office and with some of the folks here is um, after all of this stuff kind of goes away and we're back to school as normal, um, is, is a quarter system at Del Norte High something that we should look at so that students can focus on fewer classes more intensely? Um, I don't know. I I think that's a good idea to think about because... I feel a lot more confident in my classes that I'm focusing on now right. than I've, I've ever felt in any of my classes. So I think that for the future, that's something that we should look at because I feel like it's going to make every student at Del Nor excel and do better. Yeah, it's just, it's a different concept. I, I don't think I've ever heard of a high school actually, you know, you have quarter grading periods, but I don't think I've ever heard of high schools addressing classes in a quarter manner. So it's a, it's a different thing. So, Michaela, what's been hard for you and your friends on distance learning? Because it's it was different for everybody. Like you said, it was different for teachers. Um, schools have never done it. And I don't know if you know, but in California law, this is the only year it has ever been allowed. And it very well may not be allowed past June 30th of this year. So it's kind of strange. But what's been the hardest thing for you? Uh, the hardest thing would be my in-person connection with my teachers because I, I like to have that in-person connection with them. It helps me thrive better in their classroom and it doesn't even have to be like an academic connection. Like just they're talking about their day with them, getting to know them. It made me feel like more of a welcome student and it's a lot harder to have that connection over zoom. Mm -hmm. And and Allison, I think you've said the same thing about missing the students. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, I think she saw me lighten up and brighten up right when I saw her in the, in the, in the lobby of the district office is going, Oh my gosh, it's a young person. <laughs> um, just, you know, the encouragement and the high fives, the smiles, the energy, it could be frenetic, but it's also, you know, kinetic and it's so energetic. Yeah. Well, and I, and I've talked to I, one of my neighbors has a daughter that goes to the high school as well. And, and I asked her, I said, so what do you want to go back for? Is it classes? Is it friends? And she said, I don't care anything. I just want to be back. So um, are you hearing that from your friends too, Michaela? Yeah. A lot of them just want to go back so they can see each other again. Yeah. Like everybody in the same place. 
I haven't heard much about them going back to see teachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that huge social piece, right? I mean, right. this is your, this is your senior year, and things like winter prom. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with with senior prom or any of that kind of stuff coming up. Um, we've missed athletics. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of loss this year. Um, it's going to be kind of hard to fill those voids. Yeah. That's one thing I talked to my mom about. She was telling me how she missed watching me play basketball, soccer, mm -hmm. and just seeing me be active and like making those connections with students from other schools. And she she misses just the that that bonding moment that I have with other students. Yeah, well, and you know, and that's something we we've talked about a little bit, but for as tough as it is on staff, we know that it's extremely tough on students. But um, in talking about your family, and here again, I think that that's, we know that, but we haven't really talked that much about it because I know your mom, you're very athletic. Um, your mom has really missed seeing you and your family play sports. It's It adds a whole different layer of that kind of school experience. Yeah, right? it does. Yeah. And especially like even my leadership class, I feel like we, we don't know what to do. Like we decorated halls when we were in person and planned all these events for students. And now we're like, what, what is there we can do? That's hard, right? Where do you, where do you lead when there's nowhere to go or, or it's completely uncharted territory? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what have you seen in distance learning that is working for you or your friends? Um, a lot of teachers putting out like office hours mm -hmm. for after classes for me to get help. That's that itself actually helps me do better. My, like I feel more confident. I do better in my classes and I actually get the work done and understand it. Um, something that my friend said that helped them was other like having zoom or like zoom meetings with other students or FaceTiming other students, talking to other students and even like, just during class, a lot of them chat to each other in our chat room during Zoom and that themselves are like, hey, yeah, there's other people in this class. Like <laughs> they're real. <laughs> so and and Allison, I know we've talked about what aspects of distance learning has has your staff or has Delnor High maybe thought about keeping for the future. Any any ideas, any thoughts? Uh, without making a lot of commitment, you know, I definitely know, <laughs> I definitely know the Zooms um, and the Zoom office hours work really well. I know they get a lot of satisfaction out of that. They're able to reteach. Um, I would say some departments are more successful with some of the screencasts that they post on their Google webpage, classroom page, Canvas page. I'm able to to have that um, delivery again for like short term independent study kids or for if a kid missed. Um, I think that that's been great. So some of the digital platforms for some teachers have worked and will maintain, I believe. And again, that office hour, I just, I think that was so valuable for some of the one-on-ones. Um, and uh, clearly the discipline, I mean, it must be nice. You know, there's no, the discipline of distance learning right now. <laughs> so there is no disruptive student. Like, Right. Well, I think there were, there were a few baubles really early Couple on bubbles. during this school year. <laughs> maybe, maybe I spoke a little too soon without being really reflective. There were different challenges with right. discipline and, and talk about frontier pioneer, like, okay, what do we do? But moving forward, um, I think it, uh, uh it's, it's uh, interesting to, to, uh, think about our delivery system, to think about our LMSs and to think about, um, again, transparency, 
the one thing that I like as an administrator is, you know, the classroom's now at the home. So everybody's kind of watching what's going on. So we're getting some, some feedback on, okay, areas for improvement and areas that are excellent. Right. So I think that that's always good um, just as a human being. You know, but, but I think too, Michaela, you've got some younger sisters. I have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> How, how, you know, we've heard from a lot of, uh, I'm going to say we've heard from a lot of adults that high school kids, right, are struggling with your own classes because you're helping your younger siblings when they're in their Zoom classes. Um, without going too deep, you know, telling us all the secrets that, you know, <laughs> is going on with your sisters at home. Um, how, how has that been for you? And, um, and have you been stuck in that position where you've had to have you help your sisters with some work? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's not as difficult, but it, it, I would say it does, it does set me back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, especially with my sister being in high school as well. It's, we're kind of like, okay, you help this sister and I'll help this one and then we can do our own work. Right. Cause mom's at working too, right? Yeah. So you're having, you're having to, to, to really kind of pick up some of that, that I think responsibility that normally wouldn't fall on your shoulders. Right. Yeah. So, um, all that being said though, you are making progress, you're doing great and you're getting ready for college. Yes. So, uh, just before we started, uh, kind of recording today, you had told Mrs. Eckert and me that you have been now accepted to a college. Yes. University of Montana. So congratulations. Thank you. So, um, how do you think this year, it's kind of a strange year, right? How, how has this year prepped you for college? Um, and that may be a hard question to answer because it's just different. Yeah. Well, I have taken CR classes right. at the college since my sophomore year. So it's definitely going to be a different change. I feel like uh, it's kind of prepped me in some way of a social aspect mm -hmm. of like knowing who's around kind of thing and getting to know people who are around me. And building that in-person connection. Mm -hmm. And even if like we're not in person, still being able to get to know the person over Zoom. A little different than Facebook chat, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's good. What, and have you heard from your college? Are they going to be in person? Are they planning for in person next year? They're planning for in person next year. Good, good. And, and Allison, I know that when we've kind of worked on uh, making sure that seniors are ready, right? So getting FAFSAs out and, and um, uh, working with your counseling staff, what challenges have there been this year in, in helping seniors? And jump in here too, Michaela. I mean, what, how did you interact with counselors? Just I think that whole conversation about getting everybody ready for college. I think the first move was the counselors came to me and they told me, hey, this is what you need to get done. And here's when you need to get it done. So that kind of set me up to like make a to-do list. And as I went through my to-do list, I asked, what else, do, what else can I do? Like, what else do I need to do? And I feel like they were very effective and productive in my, my process of applying to colleges and getting me the information that I needed. And Allison, has that kind of been the experience around the whole senior class this year? I would say that definitely seniors are the priority when it comes to individual learning plans, which the counselors reach out to the seniors. I think the hardest part is seniors email boxes probably have never been so big and the <laughs> inbox and how many unread, you know, especially we have some, some teachers who love to post assignments, you know, you have 11,000 emails. 
So uh, being able to look for what's important, not making sure that it was getting buried. Um, I think that was a challenge. And then um, also uh, contact information, just having accurate contact information for our families yeah. is always, it's just an uphill battle. Well, I do have to say the whole email thing, though, you know, we talk about career and technical education. We talk about workforce readiness. We talk about everything else. If you can learn to manage emails, you're already miles ahead in the workforce. <laughs> I, I probably get about 400 a day. So, you know, if you can weed through those, you're great. <laughs> so, you know, Michaela, too, on, on another front, on a statewide front, we were ready to bring Delnort High students back for those two days a week, kind of like the elementary students are doing. Um, but with that new guidance that came out on January 14th, that kind of stopped us dead in our tracks. Since then... Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to have meetings with the governor, with the um, executive director for the State Board of Education, with the state superintendent of schools, just a variety of people, and telling them what what I think they need to know about the impact it's had on on high school students here in Del Norte County. I mean, it's got to be hard seeing 3,000 other students go to school and you not be able to. Yeah, it definitely is. The day that I found out that we weren't going back, I had I had just come back from uh, the gym, actually. And I was telling my mom, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to go back to school. And she's like, you guys aren't going back. And I was like, what? I I thought we were. We were just told that we were going back. And so that was definitely a big heartbreak on me because I look forward to like my in-person connection with my teachers. And the one teacher that I miss the in-person connection with the most would definitely be my AP Spanish teacher, Miss Munger. Mm-hmm. And I miss that in-person connection because it's a language, it's a world language. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely something that you have to be like right next to, like it's got to, you talk to, see it, right? Like write it. Like you gotta, you gotta be living it. Yeah. You gotta yeah. be like in it. And so that's definitely something that I have. That's the one class that I've definitely would have struggled with over zoom. And it doesn't help when a lot of students aren't like as intrigued into it. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it kind of set me back even more. It felt like a lot of, it felt, it felt down. Oh yeah. It was a huge letdown. Right. And, and that's kind of where I am was I talked to these folks because, you know, we hear that, uh, uh, they're lifting the stay-at-home orders. We hear that they're lifting restrictions here. We hear that there are vaccines coming. We hear that there is more testing. We hear all these things. And yet it feels like they're restricting schools more and more to make it almost impossible for us to bring you guys back. Um, and I got to tell you, Allison, you've done a great job, you and your staff, on getting things together. We have all of our documentation together. We've got everything ready to go. We've got all the things for the halls. We we are ready to have students back in the door. But Michaela, if I was to have an opportunity um, to talk to Governor Newsom, and and I do have to tell you, I, I, I do talk to our state senator, uh, Mike McGuire. He's a great person, a great representative for a lot of what we need to do here at our schools. Um, if I was to talk to Senator McGuire or Governor Newsom and say, you've heard my side of it, but Michaela Jackson, a senior at Del Norton High, wanted me to tell you this. What would you want to tell the governor of California? I would tell him that... I want to go back in person as much as the next student, but 
I want to do it safely. Mm -hmm. So if that means that we got to wait a few more weeks, then that means we got to wait a few more weeks. But I do eventually want to go back in person at least once before my senior year is over. I felt like um, I was robbed of my my junior year and now I feel like I'm being robbed of my senior year. So if there is a way that we could effectively get students back on campus, I know that every student would appreciate that. And I, I think that's really important, right? Because right. again, our, a lot of times I think the adults don't, don't listen to students, right? The, the choices that are made are made for political reasons. They're made for personal reasons. They're made because they think they're making the right decision, right. but they're not talking to the people who they're making decisions for. And yeah. so, um, just know Michaela, if I have the opportunity to have those conversations, I will most definitely share that. Yeah. Um, so we are kind of at time. So Allison, Michaela, any parting thoughts to anybody who might be listening to this podcast today? Anything that you want folks to know out there? Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, just know that you're not in this alone. Everyone's going through the same thing. And don't be scared to reach out to other people. Anything you want to say to your classmates in particular? Guys, we're almost done. We got it. We can, <laughs> we can do it. We've got it. So, and, and Allison, um, thank you for all the hard work that you've done to get things prepared. Um, just so that everybody knows as soon as our County goes into red or, uh, or if there is any change from the California department of public health guidelines, um, our high school is ready to move forward. I think our students, Michaela, we've heard from you are ready to move forward. And, um, as a County, as a community, uh, we will all move forward together at a time when it is safe and legal to do so. So Michaela, Allison, thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Thank you. And Michaela, all the best on the rest of your year and congratulations again on being accepted to college. Thank you. All right. And have a good one. 